Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Blog Talk Radio. Are you ready for some hot, steamy conversation? <laughs> I don't know how steamy it is, but hot, yeah. <laughs> Mother and I had a fantastic relationship. This is Stephen, and I just want to share. Uh, yeah, I want to expound on that just quickly, because the real man. Good morning, and welcome to Coffee Talk. I'm Soy, host of the fastest growing online talk show where we discuss real topics with real people in real situations. Good morning, good morning, happy Saturday everyone Happy, happy, happy Saturday Hope you all are having an awesome weekend I don't know what you're doing to kick off your holiday weekend But I am sitting here sipping on my favorite morning beverages And getting ready for real talk this morning I am want to put out a couple of plugs about the show uh, To remind you to follow us on your social media sites I can be found on Facebook, I can be found on Instagram, and Twitter. So look for me under Coffee Talk with Soy or Soy Soy and add me as one of your friends or follow me. The other most exciting thing we're doing on the show is allowing you to download the app and take the show with you. So you no longer have to remember the website or try to look Look up the last link on Facebook, but you simply can just open your app and click on listen to the show. It will populate you to the most recent show if it's live. If it's not live, then it will populate you to the last version. And if you hit the library section there, you can go back and choose a show of your choice and still get a version of Coffee Talk with Soy. How awesome is that, right? On the go. That's, that's the world we live in now. Everything is on the go. It, it's, um, it's what some people refer to it as a microwave society that you can just push a button and, and get what you need. Well, that, that's a great segue into what our topic is this morning uh, as we talk about the value of, of integrity and whether you really can push a button to make that happen. Well, I have an interesting person in the cafe with me today to share some conversation tidbits and thoughts on that. And I think this gentleman is just the perfect person to have this discussion with. His name is Brian Barton. He's originally from L.A. He's a former athlete, y'all. He played baseball, professional baseball with the Cardinals and the Braves. And he written two books. He's authored two books, one titled, Mindset, Awareness, and Action, and the other one titled Stats and Situations, The Game Plan to Success. Please help me welcome to the cafe, Brian Barton. Good morning, Brian. How are you? I'm doing great, Soy. How are you? 
I'm doing awesome this Super Saturday. What what beverage are you sipping on, if any? Well, I was just had a nice little kale juice with a bit of mango, a healthy a healthy drink. So my mother's in town, so she's making sure that I get my nutrients for the weekend before I put some ribs in my system. <laughs> That's oh, what yeah. moms do. They look they look out, don't they? Oh yeah, oh, oh yeah. So it's pretty wow, good. I'm not you know I'm not much of a health nut, but mm-hmm. what mom says, moms knows best, right? Right, 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 right. I um I used to thought I used to think that, you know, moms knew best and then, then I became a mom and I said, Yeah, that's <laughs> true, moms do. <laughs> moms do Absolutely. Really Absolutely. Good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's proven to be true. Proven to be true. Well, Brian, welcome welcome to the cafe. I appreciate you sitting in with me and that kale juice sounds really good. I'm actually <clears throat> a little parched. I'm quite thirsty just thinking about a nice chilled glass. I've killed you, so I'm 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 writing that down. I'm gonna steal your mom's recipe and use it. But we're gonna jump <laughs> right go. in. Yeah, right. Thanks for sharing. We we're gonna jump right into the value of of integrity. Uh, but before we do that, I want you to share some information about your book, and and the reason why is because I I I. I I see your book title, and from what I know, it really focuses on on the mindset. So tell us a little bit about your book titles and, and what the premises are on them. Well, first of all, the book Mindset Awareness in Action, it was based and it was inspired by a cousin of mine, my late cousin, while I was playing in St. Louis. And one of the things that really kind of touched my heart was the state of the people in East St. Louis, Illinois, and I felt that there was a a mindset that was kind of kind of lacking and it was something that I felt that I wanted to do or something that I needed to do, an awareness that I needed to get out there. And so I decided the right mindset where to sit in action so we could kind of have discussions on those issues that affect the way as people that we think that 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 sort of mindset that we have on a day to day basis and how can we change some of the debilitating mindsets that we have? And so mm-hmm. I decided to write a book that touched on different issues, different topics that we we touch on, whether it's our social environment, whether it's parenting, whether it's how we deal mm-hmm. with money and those things of that nature. And how can we kind of now begin to look at these issues and take control of our lives? And so that was the first book that I wrote, and it was my baby. So obviously a lot of passion, a lot of my heart went into it. But more so, it's it was the need for change that I wanted to impart because the subtitle of my book, or I would guess the tagline was empowering people to change the world. And I just really feel like that's something that we as individuals should always strive to do, to keep empowering each other, the individuals, because our future lies right before us and they learn from us. And mm-hmm. to empower mm-hmm. them is to actually empower our future. The second book, Stats and Situation, it touches more so on my, my love for baseball, but it wasn't just the love for baseball, but it also want to it was directed to show the connection between the lessons that you can learn from the game of baseball and how you can apply them to life. And I believe that sports is a is always used as a metaphor to life and I really wanted to dig deep 
avoiding the cliches to show really how the game of baseball could be made applicable to life. Good stuff, good stuff. So when you were thinking through um, pulling your book together and and looking at material and concepts and and trying to get people to uh, put together a game plan to be successful, how relevant were values? Uh, can you repeat that? When you when you were putting your book together and 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 putting together concepts, as you said, to help people get a game plan to success, how relevant did you find values to play into those to play into oh, those values. strategies? Values are always are always relevant. I really I really believe that for one, your values is an indicator of the authenticity that you put in the book and. I know as a speaker, one of the things that we're always taught to be is authentic, our authentic self, to have an authentic message, be you. And a lot of our values are, are placed on, for, for one, the authentic self. And I believe that if you have strong values, you can impart that into people and people can be able to discern, you know, what's real and what's not real. And in discerning what's real and not real, they can also begin to take the bits and pieces that actually have of a basis of things that are meant to actually propel you forward. Those things that okay. are that have a nice foundation behind it. When I was thinking about the the values and putting this together, I I thought that you know what. People have people have values, and you know, and and, and they utilize them. And, and I kind of left the, the mindset or the concept of that the younger generation may may have may be lost without having and utilizing values. And then I began to think about, wow, look at the media, look at things that are on on TV and that are put before us. It shows that people are in positions of power you know, in great leadership positions and stand up and, and profess that there is integrity in what they do, and yet it's not. We find out all the time that there there's money being, being uh, you know, uh, laundered through different companies, through, through leaders that, we, that we, we yield to or that we believe in and vote for, and yet there's so much integrity that is, is lost or that is overlooked or that's bought by the, the very same people that, that we look up to that, that lead us, which, which mm-hmm. comes to one of the concepts that, that I have um, that I want us to talk about is that how does power play, play into that? Do you think that um, people in positions of power, uh, well, we know that they do, but, but why? why? Why is that? Why, why do they, why do they not stand with integrity and 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 lead the people or the offices in in such a way that it is done with with dignity? Well, I think it's based on the sense that with a sense of power, you have a sense of entitlement, and mm. I think once that entitlement mm. is is brought forth, you know, you sort of lose a sense of who you are. You know, you have people looking up to you, you have people idolizing you, you have people who put you upon a pedestal and, and as an ego-driven 
uh, being, you know, it's only natural that at some point we begin to feel entitled. We begin to feel like, well, maybe we do deserve this. Maybe this is owed to me. Maybe this is something that has been ordained to me or destined to me. And I think we begin to separate ourselves from power. I mean, obviously you can have someone who grew up with a strong base, a strong church values or religious religious base, but yet, you know, when things began to go their way, maybe if money becomes an issue to where they come into a bunch of money and people begin to, you know, praise them more, people begin to look up to them more, there's naturally a sense of of entitlement of, yeah, maybe maybe I am this person that these people are looking up to and mm. maybe I do deserve the type of recognition that I'm getting in. Honestly, it's only natural. I mean, we all face it to a certain extent. I've faced it. You know, friends of mine face it. I've seen people go through it. And I think the important thing is for us to recognize it and learn how to, to rein that in. Mm-hmm. Hmm. That's good. Self entitlement. What about greed? What about those who are, who, who are just... Uh, who want it? Who want it because of how it makes them feel? Who want it because their perception of who they are with it? And and regardless of, at any cost, they're they're going to keep it. What about well, how do you think? <laughs> I believe I believe greed. I mean, I watch the show American Greed a lot, and and you know I love that show. But <laughs> I think greed is is it, it's it's a power it's a powerful thing. Whether it's whether it's in terms of food, whether it's money, whether it's women or, or, or for other sex, men or, you know, just a, it's, it's once again, I think it goes back to the entitlement. We feel that we deserve more than what we probably may actually need. And, I mean, if you think about it, you know, as beings, we are, we are a, a self-serving being. You know, we may, mm-hmm. we may, we talk about integrity here, so obviously the the politically correct things to do is to say that we put ourselves forth. But when you think about a lot of actions as, as people that we do, a lot of us is self-serving, even if it's giving back to somebody else so we can feel better, you know, that's still a self-serving thing. So obviously greed plays a big part into because now, you know, we get used to something and we want more, we want more, we want more. And we live in a society where more is better. So, you know, once you, continue to get that driven into your head, you know, the first thing that you want to do is to get more, more, get more money, you know, get more, get more women, you know, get more of the nicer things in life, more, 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 more. And that's what's constantly driven into our head. So it's naturally for us to continue to think that way. And it becomes an issue where now in order for me to get more, maybe I have to do some things that may compromise my integrity. Yeah, I, I I definitely can see how that um, can be uh, an issue if 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 it's if it's uncontrolled. You know, there there is there is a level of, of increase that that we get just because it's your timing. You work for it. Um, some of us get get increases because we work in a, in a position or place exactly. where it is right. It sets out. 
uh, a, a table for you that after so many years or every year you get this, as long as you're improving and, and showing that you are doing your job and you are doing it successfully, you are awarded certain promotions. Mm-hmm. Some people work in a system where there's bonuses allocated to you because if we you know, generate so much sales, it shows that there's a there's increase in productivity and therefore you, you are rewarded. But 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 you are true in, in saying that, you know, some of us just want it, want it, want it. And then you get to a point that and and this is what I want people to hear that I, I think that when you get to the point that you can't sleep at night for what you are doing and it is a problem for you or you begin to feel unbalanced, then I think it's at that point that you need to kind of take a sense of, of where you are in your life and, 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 and what you're doing and whether you have sold out, you know, mm-hmm. your values um, of integrity um, to uh, to acquire something tangible. That At the end of the day, sometimes it doesn't mean anything. You know, it doesn't mean exactly. anything. It doesn't hold value. And, and exactly. you've lost friends. Or you've lost exactly. loved ones, uh, and even more important, you you've lost yourself. Exactly, and I think I think one of the main issues, or I think one of the things that we need to realize is the, I guess the difference between want and need, and I think that that plays a big part into how we approach things. You know, how much do we want it versus how much do we need it? Because a lot of times, the want you know, it, it has a strong effect. It has a strong pull of what the, of the type of things that we do because we may want something so much that we go to a, a get-it-by-any-means type deal to the point where, you know, when you need something, you know, you only allocate a certain amount of what you need. Now, people can, you know, argue with that and say, well, if you really need something, you will go, you would do whatever it takes to get it too. But I think, to a point where when greed comes into it, you know, your mind could kind of differentiate between what is the moral background behind it versus, you know, what is immoral. What I think, I think the conscious starts to take more effect in, in versus the greed factor versus the actual need factor. And I think that that's where we kind of, as people, you know, fall into the trap because, you know, we, 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 we want to we want to play the role as if you know we are we, we are this this holistic being, but yet you know we have these urges inside <laughs> that that just wants to get out, and sometimes it it may cause us to do things that we may not be proud of. Mm-hmm. And and it is the pain of the people that concerns me, Brian. It's mm-hmm. it's the pain of the people who 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 make these compromises, and mm-hmm. especially when they do it from a, a, a position of being uh, in, insecure, and mm-hmm. and and looking for these other tangible items to validate, you know, who they are, and and and, exactly. and they pay this this uh, they pay this cost, and they're and they're and they're debted to pain, they're, they're debted to destruction, you know, mm-hmm. and then they're debted to, to isolation uh, because yeah. of these, these very these, these very same things. But so when we look at our, our youth here, out here today and we look at family, for example, family values don't even hold the weight that, that mm-hmm. they used to hold in, in the past. I guess one 
because um, someone mentioned this to me, and I didn't think about it before. It used to be communities of families where, where, where the families grew up in the same neighborhood, and you had a relationship with, with your cousin um, because you grew up together. You know, you went back and forth from home to home, but now you have families who, who moved, you know, out of the area for, for, for a lot of different reasons, and so you don't grow up knowing who your knowing who your cousins are or, or at least have a relationship with them as such. And, and so family values have changed based on, you know, where people reside. Mm-hmm. Well, I definitely think a lot of it has to do with the times. We live in a, we live in a society now where so many things have advanced, technology, transportation, um, you know, more people are going to college and more people are going abroad, uh, whether it's mm. across the country and things like that. So naturally, families are breaking up. Um, if it's not the immediate family, it's the external family. But also with that, too, um, there's things that are being compromised as the times go. You know, I think um, when, you know, like, you know, my great grandmother and my grandmothers and they were born, families were more close together, families were bigger, you know, obviously, you know, professions were more structured, men did this, women did this, but you know, I was even talking to a friend of mine a couple of days ago and I said it's funny because I remember hearing stories that my grandfather and my grandmother would tell me and, and I remember stories that they were passed down, folklores, uh, and things like that. And I was like we don't have any folklores. We don't have any stories that we were going to pass down to our children that has meaning behind it. And for me, that was something really big. And I felt like that's where the the moral fabric of our communities, of our families, of our society really lie into those stories that we can pass down that actually have meaning, that actually have uh, a learning, a teaching lessons, uh, a basis, a foundation on which we can stand on. And those are things that we lost over time and we've compromised mm. that and we've mm. changed the very fabric of what is accepted in our society to the point where now those very things that we stood on is less accepted and we've changed what is accepted to the point where we may not agree with. I mean, I'm, I'm not too old, but I'm not too young. And I feel like, you know, my generation uh, you know, our parents just don't know what we're talking about, but now I feel like I'm saying the same thing that my parents probably said about us, you know, with the younger generation, <laughs> mm-hmm. because I, I I really feel that we've compromised our values, our morals, the structures of our families, the structures of our communities, the responsibilities of our communities, of our leaders too much to the point where it seems like there's no turning back. Well, I, I found that someone, it's funny you mentioned the younger audience, I found that, that some of them are, are building, uh, this may not be the best way, but I think some of them are using social media as a, as a way of connecting for those who, who have traveled abroad and, and live in, um, you know, out, 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 of the, out of the cities or, or states. I was pleased to know that, you know, my, my daughters are, Communicating with their cousins who live out out of the state. So I live in a state outside of where my family uh, resided, and and as a matter of fact, in, in the state of Georgia, it's just a few of us who are there. And I've actually kind of pledged uh, early this year. I, I recognize that my mom's oldest sister is is still alive in in this in the city of St. Louis, and every uh-huh. Thanksgiving. 
my my aunt and uncle who who are now the eldest of the family in their senior years travel to 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 DC and stay uh, a week and mm-hmm. it, it and my mom is now is now deceased and I've tried to said to myself that I'm going to put forth a little more effort to be connected with my family and to really instill that in, in, into my daughters and, the, and, the, and hope that they will follow suit. But to go the extra mile, and, and if they can do it, then surely we can do it without things coming up. So we, we do have to make sacrifices and do some things to reinstill those values so that the generation coming up can, can see that these things are, are important. I think that they, they watch us and they observe us. And if we don't set the path and set the tone, then I, it, it definitely will be lost. Definitely will exactly. be lost. Exactly. And, I, and 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 not to say that I have anything against, you know, technology, social media, but cause I feel like it's it's very important to our society. It would be very important to the future. But, you know, what we gain from it is the ability to connect. But mm. we connect in, in, in snaps. In, in snapshots, you know, we interact in bits and pieces. And I feel that once we are able to connect, then it should become our responsibility to determine how we interact. And one of the things that I learned from my my uncle, uh, my great uncle, was he was very family-oriented, and he was always the one that kept everybody together. When I, when I moved to St. Louis, he was the first one to say, well, you know, you got cousins out there. You want to meet them? And I'm like, sure. You know, then I went to Milwaukee. You know, you got cousins out there, right? You know, you got family out there. Everywhere I went, it was like, you know, you got family. So I was able to not only be pointed to family, but I was able to interact with them now because I decided to make an effort to say, hey, this is my family. These are people I want to meet. These are people I want to have a relationship with, you know, I don't just want to be connected to them, but I also want to be able to relate to them. And I think that that's the message that should be sent to people in general is that it's all about relationships, whether it's family, whether it's business, whether it's friends or whatnot, the, the common word between all these words is the word ship. And in order for a ship to stay afloat, it has to be balanced. A friendship has to be balanced. A relationship wow. has to be balanced, you know, and all those wow. things. And it's, I mean, it's a strategic, it's a strategic art <laughs> to the loading of a ship, you know, and you think about how mm-hmm. all these other things, you know, combine, you win a championship, you have to have a balanced team. I mean, think about it. And so I think that once we start to, you know, realize the importance of a ship in any sort of part of our lives and learn to balance that thing until we learn that, you know, we'll be in a, in a state where we might feel like we're going to sink. I like, I like, I like that analogy. I like that. Um, that's, that's pretty creative. Uh, using, using that. Uh, but it has, um, it has been a a nightmare for for some, and I and I have a person who just sent um, a message, and and they wanted to ask a question about how do you how do you balance, or they want us to comment about um, financial struggle with 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 integrity values. Okay, so um, what comments do you have about balancing financial struggle with integrity and values? Well, I think it all just—I think it all just—it's based on, you know, what you, it's all. Everything's based on foundation, you know. 
I've, I've went through financial struggles, you know, I've had money, I've lost money, I've had money again. And it's all just based on essentially what your core values are. You know, we, we've learned these things um, at a very young age of who we are as people. And, and I just really believe that, you know, when you go through things financially, you have to go back to the basis. Everything, uh, it starts with a solid core. It's like doing a math problem. You know, you, we, can, we, can, we can take the easy way out, but when things go wrong, you know, how do you, how do you go back to it? I had a friend who once told me that the reason why, you know, drug dealers and, 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 and people who commit crime, why they spend their money so quick because they live such a fast life. And it's, and it's like they don't know when their time is going to come, so they just try to get, you know, through their money as quick as possible. But when you live your life according to whatever your beliefs are of, of, of high moral standing, you know, you can always take it back to the basis and slow things down and go back to see where you went wrong to a point where you doesn't feel like you have to rush through things or you have to get things at such a fast pace. It's all about going back to the basics. It's all about going through the process. The process is very important because that's where you go to see where you made your mistakes. And you know, I, say, I, I say you can always trust the process, right? You can always trust mm-hmm. the process to get you where you where you need to get to. Well, we we are out of time this this uh, this morning, Brian. But I have definitely enjoyed having you on the show and 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 what you had to share. Could you quickly tell us where we can get uh, information um, to purchase your books? Are you on Amazon at all? Yes, I have an ebook on Amazon mindset. Awareness in Action and Stats and Situation and Game Plan to Success. Or if you want to purchase a hard copy, you can go to brianbartonaccess.com. Again, Brian Barton Access. You can follow me on Twitter at Brian Dion Barton, D E O N, Brian Dion Barton. And I am on Facebook under Brian D. Barton. I want to thank you for tuning in to Coffee Talk with Story this morning, your new morning show, where Real Talk happens every Saturday at 10 a.m. Don't forget to look for me on your social media sites. That's Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Also, don't forget to download the app, Coffee Talk with Soy, on Google Play or iTunes. We're there. The great feature with that is that you can take me wherever you are and listen to the show. Have a great weekend, you guys. Be safe. Be safe out there. Happy 4th of all of you who are celebrating. And remembering all that you do, your core values and your integrity. It's also who you are. Have a great weekend. I'll see you right here next week. Thank you.